What's up, Dunwoody? I'm your friendly Dunwoody Realtor. This summer, we found the perfect home for my in-laws in our neighborhood of Dunwoody North. During the transaction, I became friends with the owner and contractor, Craig Passow of Craig Passow Construction. He's bought and flipped a few different ranches in our neighborhood. This one, he added an additional top floor to the home. It was the biggest renovation that they'd done, and we bought it off market. So he was a little sad that he would never get to show it off on the MLS so the weekend before the closing, they hosted an open house, and I invited the entire neighborhood to come see his work. A bunch of families came by to see the finished product, and hopefully he got a few reno jobs out of it. It's a beautiful home that is perfect for Sasha's parents. One of the visitors that day was Dunwoody North resident, Ashley Wilcott. Ashley is a TV host and highly sought-after legal analyst and certified child welfare law specialist who is a judge and trial attorney with many years of courtroom experience. She also served as executive director of the Office of Child Advocate for the Protection of Children and was hand-chosen by then-Governor Nathan Deal. But more importantly, she seemed like a lot of fun, so I invited her on the show. My name is Matt Weber. I'm a residential real estate agent with eXp Realty. eXp is a completely cloud-based brokerage, and our agents have actual ownership in the company. If you're an agent hanging around one of the old brick-and-mortar brokerages like Keller Williams, Coldwell Banker, or Remax, you're eventually going to want to leave. Um, it's just the way things are going. Check out expdunwoody.com for more information on making the change. My co-host is my brother-in-law, Justin Dyke. Justin is a software developer who founded pooldues.com. Your Swim and Tennis Club represents your neighborhood, the place you chose to invest in, where your kids play and your family lives. If your club doesn't have a strong social presence, if the tennis courts are unplayable, tiles are falling off the pool, you enter into a cycle that sends potentially great neighbors elsewhere and brings in home buyers that just don't care about the condition of the club. Home values in your neighborhood rely heavily on the club to set a strong first impression. PoolDues.com will do all of the heavy lifting for you and your board of directors and make your club the place to be. Dr. Brett Friedman and Village Orthodontics is our first sponsor. They offer four different types of braces to straighten your teeth. There's high-tech braces, that's like the old-school metal braces. Cosmetic braces are tooth-colored braces, commonly referred to as porcelain or clear braces. Embrace or lingual braces are positioned behind, like on the inside of the teeth so that you can't see them. Or you can go with what I've got, Invisalign braces. Those are the mouth guard trays that you switch out every few weeks. Each set of trays moves your teeth just a tiny bit further than the last. You can take them out when needed, and I've had great results with those. But whatever you need to fix your grill, Village Orthodontics can help. Our second sponsor is Porter Brew & Q Brewery, located a few doors down from Dr. Brett. Greg is hosting some great outdoor concerts on the weekends. I went to see Julie Gribble last weekend. She was amazing. Lots of 90s music that I dig. But there's a uh, little cut-through street in front of Porter, and they block it off and put a bunch of tables out on the road. I brought my kids, and they were able to run around on the backside of the blocked-off parking lot, and it's safe. Uh, Porter does a great job of socially distancing the tables, and if you need to use the bathrooms, they require a mask to go inside. It's the only place in Dunwoody that you're going to find outdoor music. This Saturday is featuring the band Shadow Wood. Plus, there's outdoor TVs to watch Georgia take on Auburn at 7.30, so come on out and see what you've been missing. Now, here's our conversation with law and crime anchor and my neighbor, Ashley Wilcott. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. We're here with Judge Ashley Wilcott. 
Do you live in Dunwoody? I do live in Dunwoody. Ooh. I live right around the corner. I don't know if you want yeah. everybody actually, to know where. No, you've maybe seen, you've at least seen her before. She came to the open house for your parents. Yes. Oh, yeah. I did I just put together. Yes. Right, yeah, right. right around the corner. We were really excited when it finished and got to come meet who was moving in and all that good stuff. It's so rare that the they corner. add an entire extra layer to a house. I know. You know, like you know that's why we all came to look. Because yes. we're like, we want to see what's it look Lots like inside. Lots of nosy neighbors. It was, all, it was. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome to Dunwoody. <laughs> yep. That could be the new trend. Like, you just find something that's... Have an open house and everybody gets to go see what the house looks like and the whole new floor. The builder was really excited. He was like, oh, you know people in the neighborhood? Yeah, invite them over. Invite them, bring them in, bring them in. So He wanted to show off. He had to show off his work and meet some new people. And And I got the scoop. I don't know if they told you they're hoping to another house in Dunwoody. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know where. Of course, they didn't say that. But that's their goal is to go ahead and do another one. So another ranch, and then you just put a second story on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they like designing them, right? It is. Worked out well this time. Yeah, it's beautiful. The highest, highest selling house in the neighborhood? Yes. By that's, far, probably. By far, yeah. by far. Yes, that's something else all the neighbors like to know. Yes, yes. <laughs> their values have gone up. For sure, for sure. Yes. Okay, well, what do you want to talk about today? All right, so... Um, oh, can we start with the Shambly thing? Oh, yeah. 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 Let's, yeah, let's start with that, right? So I think a lot of people are hearing about it. Obviously, a lot of people are hearing about it, but um, a one-year-old getting kidnapped basically off the street. It sounds like this mother, this couple who are married... Um, were driving along and saw this mother with her baby, right? And decided to pull over and steal the baby. And from what I heard today, I don't know if y'all heard this, that she did get some of the clothing off the mail. She also oh, she got a shoe. Yeah, she fought. So I think a lot of people hear that and think either what we were talking about earlier, which is, you know, clearly there's a connection. They know each conspiracy other. Conspiracy theory, apps, Right? <laughs> conspiracy theory. And a lot of people think that. Like, it can't be that random. On the other hand, part of what I'll share with you is statistically it's not as normal, but it absolutely happens. And you have these random crimes. And so doesn't mean everybody has to be paranoid. No, but it does mean that there are bad people out there who will kidnap kids and do bad things to kids. I see it every day in my little crazy world that I work in. It's just raise your awareness and be aware. Who knows what happened or why? So the mom got one of this dad's New Balances, like his shoes, and then... Got a shoe and then part of his pants or yeah, shirt? Yeah, I think or... it was part of the pants. That's they, what I heard as well. Because <laughs> she took, did fight, right? They, she fought hard. And they took it right to I the mean, crime lab. You your kid, you know? Yeah, of course you would, right? Do something. Yeah. But, it, but don't you wonder if you were just walking in the... Because she was close to her apartment, from what I understand, and she was walking along the sidewalk, and you have your kid, and you're going for a walk, and then this happens. I, you'd fight hard, but it's like, what the heck? What just happened? And she ended up with a gun at some point, too. And I think she, she grabbed the gun and tried to fire it, and it didn't work. <laughs> she got the guy's gun, mm-hmm. too? Wow. Yeah, apparently the guy was not very good at stealing babies. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> overall. Yeah, he should have <laughs> practiced like, a little bit. You know that adage, criminals are not always the smartest. Let's just go with that, because it's usually true. That's true. That's oh, true. Man. Yeah, not a lot of, like, criminal masterminds out there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> The stories you can tell. I mean, I can just... You see the worst of the worst. And I was going to say, in juvenile court, I see all the kids, right? So juvenile court deals with kids who are 17 and under who have committed a crime that would be a crime if committed by an adult. And it's called a delinquent act. So, you know, like stealing a car. um, In a metro county, you see a little bit of everything. And you see some of the harmless getting in a school fight versus you also see, you know, the ag assault and they pull a gun on somebody. So you do see the worst of the 
the worst on what they'll do. And you just know that there are people out there who will do really bad things. But again, they're not always smart. I mean, what I love with kids is usually they're pretty honest. So they'll come before me and they can be charged with a really horrific act. Uh, a lot, a lot of cases of entering homes, right? And they don't care if anybody's home or not. They don't care if they hurt anybody. They're going to enter the home and get what they want to get. But the amazing thing is that sometimes they'll come in and they'll just be honest about it. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I did. That's what I did. Because they still are kids. They still have that. Saw it in a movie. Right. Yeah. Or this is why. Or they have a good reason in their mind. Of course, it's never a good reason. But my point being, it's amazing to me how many kids do stupid things, dangerous things, bad things, criminal things. And then they're honest about it. And like, yep, I did it. Okay, good. We're glad that 15-year-olds sometimes aren't the smartest. And we'll just say it because you want that honesty. And you're lucky you're not 18 because you'd be in jail for a long time. That's exactly right. And let me just tell you this. Often they are with those who are over 18 who well know that, oh, let's get a kid to do it because they're not going to up in adult jail. And then they'll take off and leave the 15-year-old to get caught while they're gone because they don't want to go to adult jail. It happens a lot. It's like the drug mules on the wire. Oh gosh, all I'm thinking about is the wire, like right now. <laughs> I've never but, seen. What is the wire? Uh, it it was based on a book about um, Baltimore police detectives, and then them just kind of bringing people in and and um, getting them to confess for. You know, they would say things like, "Well, we're gonna go. Let's take you to the the lie detector right now, right?" And they already had in the like the photocopy machine. Um, the, the, the printouts of like lying, not lying, lying, not lying. So they would just run through it. And then like, you know, these guys would be like, oh yeah, he caught me, you know? (laughs) So it's right here. You're lying. (laughs) They never seen it. Like it's such a good trick, right? There's so many things like that, that are truly the tricks of the trade. Here's another one I just read about and I was laughing. This police officer pulls over this car and there are two people in the car and the driver immediately rolls down his window and says, you can search the car. So the police officer says, okay, now. Now I know the drugs are on you. Get out of the car. And he said it was just so obvious to him. And sure enough, he says to them, where are the drugs? And the lady says, in my bra. He's like, all right. So, I mean, it's just, that happens. That yeah. stuff happens. We thought about this when we left the house. Exactly. We figured out exactly, <laughs> exactly. what we were going to say. And that's exact first thing out of the mouth. You can search the car. Hmm. <laughs> I did read Suspicious. The book. I did read the book. And what they'd always do is they'd split people up, right? So you put one guy in another room, one guy in another room. And then you buy lunch for one of the guys. And then you walk the lunch past the other guy that's not getting lunch, and they go, look, he already talked, so now he's getting McDonald's. And then that guy would go, oh, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not funny, but it is part of our justice system, right? That whole investigation and figuring out what happened and those things. I mean, officers are good at those things. They know how to not violate any constitutional rights, but get the information out of people. Yeah. Yeah, because you can still read somebody their rights, but then it's it's on them at that point to, to not shut up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And you know what? I think overall most people realize people want to talk. They do. They want to talk. They want to tell Especially their story. Especially when they do something cool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I won't go too far down that road. But it's, it's just amazing to me how much they'll really sometimes end up telling and spilling everything. And it's not until a lawyer gets involved, of course, that then they say, oh, wait, uh, you know, you, you violated my rights and I didn't, you didn't, that wasn't a good confession because you coerced me. And it's like, well, now you're saying that because you got a lawyer that knows to say that. But 
And so you're at DeKalb County? DeKalb County, yes. Okay. Have, do you ever run into people that you know or kids kids that go to school with your kids or anything You know like what? That's that, interesting. That... Sometimes, yes. So you hear different types of cases, but there's traffic court. And so frequently you see people from the neighborhood. I mean, kids are kids, right? We all have traffic offenses. Adults are kids. And so I do sometimes. And then I also see, I've been doing this such a long time. I represented DFACS as an attorney general. So I see a lot of attorneys that I've worked with before in different capacities. One was a part on a firm where I worked and so those things come up and you have to disclose too it's like oh yeah we did this together do you want me on the case or not so although DeKalb's a big a big county juvenile court is such a niche Mm -hmm. that it feels like to me you're more likely to run into people you know or know of that makes sense yeah yeah so and that's one of the things you know city of Dunwoody has their own police you know they have their own courthouse they have their own magistrate court all of those things but I think what I'd like people to always remember is that juvenile court is specific it's unique and I'm here to say if anybody ever runs into an issue with their child with somebody else's child you need to find a lawyer who does juvenile work because it's such a specialty it's so different it's different from the adult criminal system it's different from divorce cases and custody cases it's it's all different and so it's just really important to keep that in mind yeah well and actually going back to the wire i mean one of the big themes is you get a lawyer right don't talk whatever it is just you know and so maybe you tell your kids lawyer you know that's all Seriously. i gotta say yeah. no i agree i completely agree so i do a lot of speaking and i speak at the eighth grade classes at a couple of schools and part of what i tell them is i go in and i say listen i'll answer any questions i'll tell you all this information i've got a slideshow that has the cars from the drunk drivers who are kids and and ask them like what do you think the number one reason is let me ask you both what do you think the number one reason is for child fatalities in cars what caused it from your preface i was gonna say dui probably right? i was no. gonna say distractions but those are both good speed being drunk is a distraction just, just speed. yeah speed just, just the speed. fast speed and often there's no drinking there's no drugs there's no anything else uh, there's yeah. no texting it's just the speed they're going too fast so anyways so we do all these conversations and i tell them like i'm not going to tell your parents anything you ask me and you can ask whatever you want and at the end of the day i give them my number because part of it is i said look you need safety you need to call a lawyer or you need to call an adult that you trust and you know your parents are going to be mad but first and foremost they care they're going to be concerned call who you need to because i'm the first to say especially kids you you just have to you have to be prepared and and have the right resources that makes sense yeah yeah so what i mean you go to the you go to the eighth grades you talk to the eighth grades you're kind of teaching career criminals is that (laughs) right i do so you will see them when they're 16 17 and what they're doing no um so a lot of it is just to make the you know we all know their brains aren't developed they make bad decisions heck my brain is developed i make bad decisions i mean right that's just part of it but we go through the scenario and some they're all based a little bit on different things that i see in court but i'll give them a scenario of okay you know you're in eighth grade and you're hanging out at home and you have an older sibling and your older sibling says hey i'm gonna go over and pick up so and so from the school that i go to you want to go yes get in the car with the older kids the kids are in high school and they decide okay we're gonna open a beer okay they're opening a beer in the car then they decide let's go to the park that's over in the area in DeKalb county and they go to the park but they don't realize it's past curfew so now it's past curfew so 
police are going to notice if you're out there you're not supposed to be out there and while you're out there walking around somebody challenges you because they're out there as well and so then you start arguing and you try to get away from the fight but then you realize one of them picks up something next to the trash can it happens to be a beer bottle that's broken and then he hits somebody so somebody's cut i said it can just it just snowballs right so the next thing you know you can have all these charges including ag assault because maybe you picked up the beer bottle because you were afraid and so you're doing things that are happening without you thinking about it but now you've landed in this hot mess and all these charges and so part of it is to say there are consequences to your actions but i also say you're going to do something stupid and you're going to do something you shouldn't that probably violates some law mm. so what you really need to think about is you need to have a plan you need to learn to say no you need to be responsible but when you make a bad decision let's own up to it but but get a lawyer to help you deal with the parents separately those are two separate issues right yeah. you're going to have the angry parents that doesn't mean you want to lie to the police it doesn't mean you want to get out of it and and do abc because that can be worse so instead you need to have your resources so i give them my number and cell number and say you can call me anytime it's they, all confidential if they live in dunwoody their parents have a little bit of money to that's pay for true a lawyer. that's absolutely true but parents need to know elsewhere. you know one of the things i run into because i'm at a pro tim i can practice in the rest of the state so i take private cases in the rest of the state on a rare basis but sometimes i do and one of the things that never ceases to amaze me you know the parent will say this is what you're doing this is what you're going to do you're going to plead say you did it and you were going to move on and the kid's like but i didn't do all that i don't want to and the parent says i paid the bill you're doing that and they googled it and the reality <laughs> is yeah exactly i, I gos <laughs> that all the time or gts gts that um but the reality is is that the parents pay for it but they don't have any say the kids the client the kid gets to make the decision and oh, so yeah. that's the other thing parents need to realize like you can get your child a even lawyer, if you're under 18 even if it's the child's lawyer okay. yeah doesn't matter who pays for it right okay and so some parents feel like well i paid for the lawyer you're going to do what i say and it's like well no that's part of what you had to sign and agree to you you're not the client the kid's the client so for dunley kids we have two rules now uh always ask for a lawyer but also if you're breaking the law don't also break the law right right right. don't, don't break right, it twice right right or three or four or five yeah, or six yeah, or seven yeah. times Just which often break, happens break one law stick to that right <laughs> what would the wire say that's going to be my new that's I, I my think new that's question what, for you i think that's what michael cohen would say about breaking the law <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough yeah <laughs> So what do you what do you see the most of? Do you see is it traffic or is it? And it seems like theft would be. Do you see a lot of theft around Perimeter Mall? Yeah, I see a whole lot of shoplifting. That's where I would go steal yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, shoplifting is one of those things. You've got two different types. You've got the type of somebody doing it because they literally cannot afford food and they're hungry. That's different to me. Yes, it breaks the same law, but you see a lot of kids at Perimeter that may have the means and ability to buy something at the mall but they choose instead to take what they want from the mall so it's an interesting dynamic you see a lot of that see a lot of car break-ins a lot of stealing of cars a lot of fights at school a lot of fights at school which is probably not surprising although with covid and some of the virtual that's going to change some of that but have you all heard now in the news the cyberbullying? Did you? Oh, was it? Well, we did an entire podcast about cyberbullying. Did we ever release it? Yeah. Oh, we did? Oh, yeah. Did you ever listen to it? <laughs> but I am going to listen to it because it's a really, a yeah. yeah, it's a he huge topic too, was... right now. Was that recent? I'm just curious. Well, uh, we held on to that one for six about six ago. months. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it took no, a while. Well, no, actually, I, I, I'm a little clueless here. What is the new trend in cyberbullying? Well, there's this coach. I think it was Wisconsin. Did you all hear about this in high school? And so he had 80, 80 kids. He kicked off the team. And it was just recent. It was just in the news because they were cyberbullying because all of it's virtual school, but they're still playing football. Oh. So they have all this virtual school. And he found out what they were doing to all of these kids. And it was all disrespectful and disrespectful to teachers. And he said, that's it. I've had it. He kicked them all off the team. And to get back on the team, he gave them certain requirements about showing respect and doing different community service. Exactly. Do you, right? Why didn't that happen more? Why don't more people do those? So anyways, it's just the point being, there have been a lot of reports about cyberbullying. Yeah, I'm sure it only went up in the last six months. Absolutely. But but non-cyberbullying has gone down significantly with virtual learning. What do you mean? Just face-to-face bullying. Oh. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So it's a ebb and flow type. <laughs> Listen, kids are going to be kids. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying kids are kids at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, the, the times that, you know, I was around people that stole, it was, we could have bought that video game. It was just... Well, the mall is a weird place because it's, <clears throat> you know, a lot of it is closed. So they put you in a tiny room where you get to do whatever you want for a little bit and then walk out. Right. So, you know, That's a, maybe, yeah. maybe you leave the socks on and keep going, you know. Yeah, how do they? I'm surprised that more things aren't stolen from the mall. I bet you we don't even know the real numbers there. Right, I don't think we do either because I I think the numbers are a lot higher than we realize of what just disappears. Yeah, Yeah. when we talked with the police chief, with Grogan, he was saying that most of the crimes happen right around the mall. And it's just little stuff like breaking and entering and stealing stuff and that kind of thing. Most of what happens in, in Dunwoody is small time like yeah that. it's crimes of opportunity that's yeah. all it is i don't know if you i don't remember when you moved in but this was probably four years ago and there was a a group and they were i mean every night going through and opening every single unlocked car door and yeah. taking everything they could and they came through again and again and again but people continued to leave things in their car so of course they're going to come back i mean it was all crimes of opportunity that's yeah. it so. And we can't lock our doors for some reason. I, right? <laughs> or you can't bring everything in the house, apparently, when you do lock your door. But yeah. I, might, I might or might not be speaking about my husband. <laughs> that, well, that happened to us, the, the policeman that um, <clears throat> he heard from one of our neighbors that, the, well, a bunch of the cars on our, on our road got broken into. And I guess one of our neighbors said, well, why don't you go check, check the dikes? I don't know why. <laughs> So anyway, we get up there and we wake up in the morning and and there's just the the policeman opening up our car door and everything like that. I guess he was like trying to dust for prints. Maybe he didn't think that we were there. I don't know. It was really weird. So like we're like looking out in, you know, through the, you know, the kitchen window at the cop. And, you know, Rachel's like, there's just a policeman out there doing stuff. He said, it's okay. All of our drugs are in the house. (laughs) We're in your bra. We don't know which. (laughs) I don't really leave anything in my car, you know. Oh, it's an interesting, yeah. Oh, I know what it was. We told that neighbor we always leave our cars unlocked. So he was like... You have the exterior garage, too. Yeah, we don't have a, you know, the thing that goes up and down garage door, right? Yeah, Yeah, and it's always been my philosophy to not lock it because I don't want my window broken. Just let him in, you know? There's a police officer that I know, and that's what he said. He said, I take everything out. He never locks his car for that reason. He said, I'm not replacing my window because they want to see what's in it. Let them look. Yeah, So there's a lot, right? There's a lot to be said for that. And they missed the money. There actually was money in the car. Right. <laughs> like in a weird little console that, you know. God, like, so hide that? your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there, that's the lesson, right? Where it can't be found. 
Well, what about all those kids that just got found? And um, that was in Georgia. Oh, what about wasn't that? It? The sex trafficking ring? Yeah. Yeah. The defects yeah. Anything and GBI to do with that? Like, um, no, I, no, I was the director of Office of the Child Advocate. We did a lot around the sex trafficking piece. And I think one of the things I would say in terms of City of Dunwoody, you know, people think it doesn't happen, it's not around. It is. So, you know, yes, we have a great safe community and it's amazing, but those things still happen in our community. I mean, it's just part of the world we live in. So that was a huge success that they found that many yeah. kids. We and get Chris Carr back on the show. Yeah, he, he absolutely. Came on a long time He's ago. fantastic. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Everybody thinks it would never happen to me and I've got good kids, but you never know who's going to solicit, especially all the online stuff when they get to be teenagers and TikTok and all that stuff. It just is a good way for predators to... Um, access kids and mm. you just always have to be vigilant about what are they doing and where are they well let's talk about more about you so you've been on all kinds of shows you were on um well, what's the one lady Long, that... well there are a couple of different ones so nancy grace nancy that's probably grace the one you're gonna say us. people are love the her crazy or lady yeah. right that's exactly <laughs> people love her or hate her but I let like me her. tell you she put what do you, like well, do you? Well, what was the, the what was the big thing how oh, the woman's name was jody she killed her yes Yes. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Crazy was... Jody Arias, right? That one's fascinating. I was hooked stabbed... on that one. Oh, yeah. 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 Stabbed him, like, I don't remember how many times in the shower, and I didn't do it. And she's like, oh, my God. I mean, washed the camera. She had taken photos yes. of the murder yes. and washed the camera, thinking that was going to get rid of the digital data. I mean, it's like, it couldn't have been a worse cover-up, you know? And but she still could have got washed the camera? <laughs> I don't remember all the details about the camera. But, yeah, she did yeah. take pictures. She, she did wash it. I mean, it oh, was a gosh. bizarre. And then did you see her Christmas special from jail? No. Oh, come on, you got to YouTube it. She this did, Nancy Grace. No, 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 not Nancy Grace. Jody Arias, the one oh, who was because she's a she's a very attractive she young. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See. Good. You can say it that way. Yeah. yeah. And, pretty yeah, hot. Not too hot. But she yeah. was singing and doing a show from jail with Christmas songs and everything else, just I, happy and yeah. But but right, that's how delusional she was in the in the courtroom too. I mean, she'd be batting her eyes at the jurors. I mean, there was a chance that she could have gotten off yes. just in. I would agree. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And Nancy Grace took her in and. Oh gosh, Nancy oh, Grace. Oh no, no, no. no one of her was... ground yeah, and one of the grounds for appeal, she appealed, and one of the grounds was that Nancy Grace, because she got all the media there, it influenced the jury, and as a result, her conviction should be overturned. So all of that to say you love or hate Nancy Grace. I love her because she goes after victims' rights and makes sure that, you know, she's that's her single focus, which yeah. is kinda cool. Yeah. So do a and lot what did, with her. What'd you talk about on her show? Uh, all the current crimes, like she'll be talking about the Shambly incident. And, and so really it's to break it down and figure out how could it have been prevented? What really happened? What's the true story? A lot of what you already indicated, which is, you know, what really happened? Did she have any knowledge of these two individuals? Was there any prior knowledge of, of this baby being on the street? All those things. Yeah. But it being a, a husband and wife, it's hard to get a, get your wife to, to do anything, right? And much less a crime like that, you know? Like, <laughs> So there's something weird going on. I mean, that's I a whole so other level. I'm so thrilled you're so politically correct. Yeah. You didn't tell me this before I yeah. came over. <laughs> and if you missed that, I bleeped it out. <laughs> I'd be like, Rach, can you cook egg rolls tonight? No. Okay. <laughs> well, they're my favorite. Eh. And How about stealing a child? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh we can God. do that. And it's just funny because I always tell my husband, I really need a good wife. Like, it would really help if I had a good wife to help me around the house. Yeah, an assistant, a second wife, right? <laughs> There's a whole HBO show about that, too. We'll just keep plugging HBO shows. How many shows have you watched during COVID that you never thought you'd watch? That's my thing. I'm Ooh. binging things that I never in a million years thought I'd watch. And now it's like I got to do something. Yeah. 
Uh, probably the strangest one was the uh, was it Love Island or something like that. Oh, on you did not. You watched that? Yeah, it yeah. keeps popping up when I'm looking at things to watch. I'm yeah. like, no. They got like good. the super horniest people in the world to just all be on an island together, but they but they start losing prize money if they hook up. But oh, whole... I didn't know the premise. Like, oh, I didn't look gosh. that closely. Yeah, I yeah. just knew it was a new Netflix so, thing. But it, it's popular. It pops yeah. up as one of the most watched shows. Yeah. A kiss might cost like $1,000, but they go well beyond that. Oh. <laughs> and then the whole group is like, really? Because they're sharing the prize money at the end. Oh, it's So funny. you've been on Nancy Grace, all these great TV shows, and then you come on That's our show. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun. You can't take yourself too seriously in life, you know? Oh, my gosh. So do you enjoy podcasts? Thing, I, do, kind of thing. I do. I do. I do. Also, TV. though, uh, the yes, and part of it is just to get the word out, right, and to figure out what really is going on and raise people's awareness. I'll tell you why I started doing so much media work because a friend um, of the family, based on the little my son knowing her son, right, when they were little. I mean, I, they were in second grade and they had a party, and so we went to the house and they had a pool and it was a nice house and a pool and lots of kids playing and nobody was out at the pool and I at the time was the office of the child advocate, so I knew all the statistics around everything that happens to a child that dies in the state of Georgia. So I knew that being around water without supervision in second grade probably wasn't a great plan. So I went to sit out there and she came out and she said, why are you out here? And I said, because I'm just watching the kids while they swim. No big deal, but somebody need to be out here. And she she was younger than I was and she literally tapped my arm and said, oh, honey, I'm sure that's not true. Because I start rattling off statistics just about, hey, you know, it's probably a good idea if you have a pool and you have second graders and you've got about 15 of them that maybe somebody should be laying eyes. and Right? Right? But she truly was like, oh, honey, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure that's not true. And not, it not at my pool. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not at my pool. I mean, seriously. And all, all I could think was, this is really what some people are, are just not paying attention to things in life that are important around kids. Mm. So that's when I started doing a lot of the work and said, you know what? If nothing else, I'm going to be a mouthpiece just to educate people about what the system is, but also to help protect kids. So if they get in trouble, you need to have a lawyer who knows the system because it can be the kind of trouble where you can be rehabilitated and keep going on with a really great life or it can destroy your life Mm -hmm. and you go through all the bad consequences and it can derail your life. So all of that to say that's why I started doing it. it is. is, I wasn't thinking this is how the conversation was going to go, but even before the show, it's protecting the kids. That's that's it. That's bottom line. I'm all about protecting the kids and them being safe. So our our kids are still pretty young, so we haven't run into this yet. But but I know that there's parents out there that are are willing to have their uh, 17, 18-year-old kids drink, even get high, stuff like that, at their house because they feel like, you know, this is my way of protecting them. They're not out there buying drugs behind the Kroger. Right. They're here, you know. So we I mean, have you come into that? Uh, sure. So to me that's a parental choice, right? I'm right. all about parents have choices. You are to raise your children and you get to raise them however you want as long as it's not abuse or neglect. But I'm going to suggest this. That's dangerous not only for those kids and their brain development, which we all know is an issue, but also because inevitably other kids come over and they let them do that. And I just mean strict liability, right? Like if you to lose your house go ahead and do that and let one of those kids get in a car and have an accident and you can lose everything that you think you're providing for your child so i look at it in two ways it's not safe it's it's not a good idea but it's also parenting if you want to do that with your own children in your own home do that that's your parental 
choice. But the problem is they often let too many other kids come in and do it. And that's when it really is a problem. It's not worth it being the cool mom. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, yeah. But do you know how many cool moms there are? Even in Dunwoody, I can tell you stories about some of these cool moms. Oh. And you're like, you're an idiot mom. I would yeah. say especially, I would say especially in Dunwoody. I, would say, I, I think when you almost, it happens more when you get into Dunwoody. You know? I would agree. Yeah. I would completely agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just it's just not a good idea. Yeah. It's probably wow. the same mom from that second grade party. Wasn't exactly, it? <laughs> right? That's what I was going to tell you when you start talking about that. Like, no, you cannot let your young children at two at second grade swim by themselves in a pool without anybody around. And they probably still have the pool, so it's a cool kind of grotto. Of course. Like awesome yeah. place. Right? Yeah. And they may or may not be the ones that let lots of people drink in their house when they're young. It's yeah. like, it's just a bad idea. Well, what else can we learn what, um, what, as, as Dunwoody parents? As Dunwoody parents, well, you know. I think we hit on something earlier that almost every crime is a crime of opportunity. Yeah. And, and you got to tell your kids that, that, you know, if you go to a certain place, just being at that place in itself, you know, opens you up to certain things. Yeah. And you know what? Kids have good instincts. So even though kids are going to do stupid things, again, all of us do at some point in our lives, but kids' little brains are really inclined as teenagers to make stupid mistakes. But they need to trust their gut. They know when they're doing something stupid. They know when it's crossed a line and they should say no, but peer pressure and being cool, they're going to do it anyway. So mm. the other thing about protecting kids, and I tell my kids, like, listen, trust your gut. And you're never going to be in trouble with mom or dad if you have to call because you're drunk at a party and you shouldn't have got... You may have consequences, sure, but I'd much rather you call. And if it's not me, this is to parents. Give your kids another outlet. Give your kids somebody else that's an adult that you trust, that your kids can go to. Like so cool kids... Uncle Justin, Exactly, maybe? cool <laughs> yeah, Uncle Justin. Yeah. If he's not too busy watching The Wire, he may yeah. take your call. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's what you've got to do is give your kids that information so they always have someone safe to turn to. That's the, the best thing I think you can do for your kids. Makes sense. Yeah, almost like a uh, 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 get out of free jail card. You know, like if you could tell your son, hey, if you're in a, in a jam, call your uncle. He, he's not going to tell me what happened or whatever. He'll make sure your car gets back to the house. Or that's actually, that's just something we all need to get drilled into our heads. Your car can stay where it's at. Right. You know, it can right. stay in the Especially public parking days. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I, but I think there's that feeling that, oh, if I don't get the car back, then I'll, in itself I'm confessing to, you know, yeah. But it's hard, too, because once you're drinking, you know, your brain goes out the window. Oh, yeah, and so yeah, you do things that you would know. It is the problem. Like you would know. But that's why you just set it up ahead of time. Like if you're at a party and you decide to have a drink, text whoever, cool Uncle Justin, hey, whatever your code <laughs> is so he can pick you up. I mean, you just, yeah. And it's hard because none of us, as a parent, it's funny. I can tell you all these things. I don't always think proactively to tell my kids, oh, if this happens, do that. It's always after the fact. I'm like, oh, crap. You should have done you this. You should have done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's the problem. <laughs> I thought I taught you this already. But you know what is cool? Dunwoody's a really neat place to live because the kids are generally good. I mean, I can tell you, the neighborhood kids, kids that I know, kids that I don't know, they're always polite. They always say hello. Uh, you know, I just, there aren't that many problems with them. They they usually have parents who have taught them to be respectful and do the right thing. And I think parenting-wise, if most parents could teach their children to be respectful and try to do the right thing, we'd have a lot lower rate of kids coming to juvenile court. I yeah. do, because it starts with the parents. Well, as a DeKalb County judge, I'm sure that you don't see a whole lot of Dunwoody. No, exactly. Think. And it starts with the parenting, and you've got to be able to parent your kids. And there are a lot of reasons and circumstances why some people may not be able to. But you've got the Dunwoody parents who also choose not to parent their kids. And guess what? Those are the kids I'm going to see in court. So you just, you know, you got to parent. All right.
Awesome. Starts at the top. Is that a good right? time to wrap up? Yeah. You got anything so. else that, no? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> right? No, I do, actually, because yeah, yeah. I'm an anchor on Court TV and Long Crime. So okay. if you are interested in trials, it's all live trial coverage. I do a lot of trial work, and I train nationally for people that have good trial skills, and so we kind of break that down. So if you are a trial watcher, those are two really good avenues. He's a child. Uh, <laughs> I am a child. That didn't come out right. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's a, a trial watcher. watcher. <laughs> <laughs> that was trial. Trial. T R I A. All right, Ashley. Well, I hope we didn't get you in too much trouble. Nope. I hope not. <laughs> no, we're all good. Thank you both. Thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you. you.